Talks. I'm your host, Nick Antonucci. Joined today by Casey Smith and Jim Crone, guys. Well, guys, um, that kind of covers the the previous week and what we've had going on. But to shift gears a little bit here, um, we're going to dive into our financial situation for the week um, and of your tax planning. So in this situation, you've got Rose and Curtis, uh, who acquired a term life insurance policy shortly after their daughter was born to cover a surviving spouse should something happen to one of them. Their policy is about to expire, but their son still has three years of high school and college left. At today's prices, they know that their current policy may not be enough to maintain a similar lifestyle, and they read about life insurance that has a return of premium and wonder if this may help them out in the future years, assuming that they don't ever use the policy. If they got a, a return of a return of premium policy to last through their son's college years, they would likely be in their early 50s and may use the uh, the refund for long-term care policies. Yeah. So, Jim, you know, what do you do if your if your term life insurance policy is about to expire? Um, and you can probably walk us through some just general end of year tax planning tips. They yeah, do dovetail. <clears throat> oh yeah, insurance plan. I, there I go again. I was going to say, the tax side, I'm not going to be able to give a lot of detail. <laughs> that was last on. week. Yeah. I know. But from an insurance standpoint, maybe I can offer a, an item or two. But it's interesting because their scenario <clears throat> does dovetail with a lot of the things we try to talk to uh, clients about as they end up the year with uh, typical planning topics. We want to uh, take an assessment of where they are and in this particular scenario with a few more years left on their term policy, the legitimate question is, what's your, what's your, what, where do you look at beyond? And so what's happened in the term insurance marketplace is uh, we have seen a pretty steady reduction in rates. Um, so, for example, somebody who is today 50 years old um, potentially could actually go back into the market and enter and purchase a policy that would extend their length of coverage at probably something very similar to the rate they're currently paying. So, for example, in this scenario, there's only a few more years left. There's probably three or four more years left on their term policy. Sure. But we look at the raw number and say, okay, well, if you're paying X for your premium, if we were to go today and go find a new policy, maybe we could take the same details that you have, the coverage you have, uh, the premium you're paying, and actually lock in a longer term to with all those details the same. Um, so in that th- case, are you is your are you replacing your current one? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's a we'll just say it's a wholesale replacement. But the only way you would get there is if you did some kind of pre uh, determination about whether or not they could qualify. Right. We actually have a tool that really has been extremely helpful. We call it our underwriting advocate, and it's we we access underwriting details from up to 15 different insurance companies, they've pre-populated a lot of the the mundane details that are necessary, height, weight, family history, those kind of things. And that profile that we access up front from a client gives us some extremely valuable data to go into the market and see without having to jump through all the hoops of a formal underwriting process. So that's a big step that we've been able to navigate with helping clients determine most in this scenario, we definitely are looking to extend the coverage. They want to make sure that they have uh, something that would replace his income in the event that he died prematurely, and right. that's that's, and that's the, the vast majority of the things we see. Yeah, that's the important phrase right there, Jim, is the replacement of income. I mean, if if we we see a lot of clients coming to us with uh, you know term policies, they're about to expire right around the time that they're going to retire, 
Mm. And I mean, that's exactly the you, perfect, perfect time frame timing. For, for having an insurance policy expire, a term policy, because that's right. after you retire, you don't need income replacement anymore. Right. That's kind of the way we view insurance. I mean, for life insurance. I mean, you can use it for other things and strategic it, other uses. Yeah, so exactly. uh, from yeah. someone who, who doesn't know, you know, the insurance world very well, is that is that an opportune time to do you continue to have when that expires, you extend that and get another uh term policy or does it make sense to do something more towards long-term care so in this particular fact pattern their primary concern was wanting to protect that income so that was our focus there was a comment that was put in here by the client they've been introduced to something called a return of premium policy right uh we'll take out of the details and kind of go for a big picture to say from my 27 years of experience it's been that uh, it's best to focus on a single-issue policy, right? So if protection of income is what you're focused on, term insurance does a phenomenal job at that. The rates are extremely competitive. Back to something I was going to get to before, but um, actuarially speaking, um, the the insurance companies have fine-tuned their rates. And so what we find is uh, as people live longer, it allows the insurance companies to sharpen the pencil. Sure. And therefore, new rates available today are likely to be very much better than what they were 5, 10, 15 years ago. So that's the reason and rationale for how they can get to these rates today that are competitive against some of the older rates. Um, in my opinion, somebody looking at a return of premium is um, trying to do two things with one policy. Mm. And that kind of gets to an area where I don't find that it's it's all that attractive. The, the net effect... I mean, the concept, the, the return of premium would start at, say, a 15-year term. If you pay $1,000 of uh, annual premium over the next 15 years, the concept is you'll have a full $15,000 after your term is expired to return to you. Well, that's no return. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's <laughs> there all, is no return. It's all your money back. You got all your money back with no other investment. That's, case that doesn't even include, that consider inflation either. No, not really, at you all. have less money. Exactly. exactly. Purchasing power wise. And so it's clever from a standpoint that um, these insurance people get away with creative. it. Everybody. Oh yeah, they're creative. They can they can report all kinds of returns. It's and, funny. It reminds me of like we see clients bringing these structured products a lot of times, and yeah. and most of the time like these things are written to make the company money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, look. Uh, in one sense, some people can get an idea and say, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have just thrown all that premium. Well, if a return of premium policy would, would pay $1,000 a year, well, maybe a non-return of premium, just pure term, might be somewhere $750. But in that scenario, obviously, if you live for the full 15 years, you have, in fact, had the coverage, but you you've, in many people's mind, it's wasting of money. Well, you've had protection. So. Sure. And that's what you buy insurance for. I mean, it, it is to protect against a catastrophic event or an event that you couldn't otherwise, you know, cover out of your normal cash flow. So, yeah, uh, you know, the the fact that, I mean, we could go we could go on for a long time about different types of insurance right. and and the how they are structured and how they actually, you know, report their returns to you, uh, which is kind of some some interesting math sometimes. But we'll we'll save that for another another show. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break and pay some bills. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, do the dog and answer some uh, listener questions. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back.
All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.